0: Hey there, thank you for joining the live podcast, a podcast provided by the Love Yourself Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit aimed to help spread the message of self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has in not only building a better relationship with yourself, but a better relationship with others and with our beautiful planet. So if you're on a mission of self-healing, of self-improvement, of self-discovery, this podcast is for you. Be sure to like us on all social media platforms at the LY Foundation, at our website, thelyfoundation.org. And we're so thankful that you found us and we just hope to help you no matter where you are in your journey and to remind you that you are the most important person in your life.
1: Enjoy the episode.
0: Hello and welcome to The Conversation, a LYF podcast series where we provide our insights, thoughts, and experiences on self love exploration. My name is Ayla, Growth and Development Coordinator for the Love Yourself Foundation.
1: And my name is JR, Technology Coordinator and Board Member for the Love Yourself Foundation. Here we We are. are. End of week 12. Episode week 12, the end of the artist's way. My goodness. How do you feel?
0: I was really taking some time this morning to think about just reflecting on where I was when I started this and just how far I've come and how grateful I am that we took the leap to do this experience. And it's a bit bittersweet because now we have to leave the nest and spread our wings and fly and do all the things, which I'm really excited about. But I think doing something for 12 weeks and really taking that time has been very healing for me. How are you feeling about it?
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. I love the analogy of leaving the nest. That's how I feel like too. Now it's our chance to take everything we've learned these past 12 weeks and apply it to something that is important to us and follow our creative passions. And this is gonna be interesting. I We were talking about this before we started recording about where we're gonna be at in the next three months, six months, a year from now, and really, just in each other's corners throughout the entire time because this experience has been something that has been transformative for myself and I know for you as well, that I really appreciate you bringing it up 12 weeks ago and wanting to do it. And like you said, it's something that has been consistent for us these past 12 weeks and something that we're always looking forward to. So it will be strange not coming on here every Sunday (laughs) and talking about what we learn, but I'm really excited where we're going to be from here on out.
0: Me too. And I think this week being recovering a sense of faith, I think is a good way to end it and having faith in ourselves to continue and take what we've learned to really do get out there and do the things that we want to do and stay unblocked. And I feel very motivated and excited. And I know based on the way I'm feeling and just the mindset change, I think the excitement of what is to come and This week, she says, in this final week, we acknowledge the inherently mysterious spiritual heart of creativity. We address the fact that creativity requires receptivity and profound trust, capacities we have developed through our work in this course. We set our creative aims and take a special look at the last minute sabotage. We renew our commitment to the use of tools, which I think she does really well this week, and I'm excited to go through all the chapters and the tasks and talk about where we think we're going to go, having some time for that. But of course, as we have been doing the past 12 weeks for the final time. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Our check in first question. Of course, how many days this week did you do your morning pages? Have you accepted them yet as permanent spiritual practice? And how was the experience for you?
1: Last week of the morning pages, I ended up doing four out of the seven days. Wow. A lot better than what I did last week. I will say that. I I do accept the fact that the morning pages is now something that is a part of my life that I want to continue to do. I was honest with myself, though, in, in saying that I think the frequency needs to be a little bit different in order to fit realistic sense of what my weeks are and all that. Because we you know life happens and sometimes there are days that you're not going to be able to do it or there's just days that you don't want to do it and be okay with that. But I do like the idea that this is something that I want to continue for the rest of my life because it has been really beneficial to me and I think being forced to do it every single week, regardless of how many morning pages that you do, really builds a good habit within your day and sets the precedent of what you want to do for the rest of your day. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I love to hear that. I uh, finished week 12 off so strong, Darren. I did one episode.
1: And the crowd goes wild. <laughs>
0: um, I said I can't do zeros. So unfortunately I did do one. But to be fair, since I moved, I never unpacked the morning page. So I was like, we're just gonna ignore that that's a thing I have to do. Okay. However, I will say that when I returned to them, it did feel good. Like I it is something that I do wanna continue. And like you mentioned about The frequency, I think I do want to do them every day, which is funny because I haven't been, but I think I just need to get everything in order to, to build a routine. And I do love the idea of journaling. And I think I talked about this last week, the idea of carrying around a notebook with you for any times inspiration sparks, that just seems where I would like to be. And I think over these next three months, which we'll talk about a little bit later, I'll be working towards building that routine to establish that consistency for myself. Sure. I think the experience has had its up and downs where I would do it more often some weeks than other weeks. And overall, though, I do appreciate being able to experience journaling on that level and what that looks like. There's actually an app that I just learned about. It is called Paper. Okay. I believe. But it's, there's a lot of things you can do with it. But there is a way of journaling that is a little bit more of a creative endeavor than just writing a bullet journal, but not as like, intense as that.
1: Right. you right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: and I found that app. And that seems like something I am interested in doing and using in that direction as well. So there's a lot of different options out there that I'm looking into and finding my way. But it's been nice, this experience and to say, To have a notebook full of 12 weeks worth of things that we've written back and to look back on
1: yeah i had written down in one of my morning pages a couple stats actually that i was going to share in the last week we've written over 100 pages maybe even 120 130 pages of the morning pages which we've written a book on our own selves this entire time which is one pretty impressive and two something to realize is being that consistent allows for that type of progress. And I wouldn't have never imagined being able to do something like that on my own without having you or somebody else to rely on or somebody else who's going through it. I thought that was pretty interesting and impressive because we've been doing this for a couple seasons now. This is the fourth season. And we've talked a lot about doing these routines, these morning routines and applying things to our lives that it has been really fun to have something that consistent going on every single week.
0: Yeah. And I'm happy you mentioned that because it it does speak to the, how each day contributes to something greater. And I feel like she's been talking about that this whole time, but that brings us to question number two.
1: Yeah. Speaking of inspiration, did you do your artist date this week? Will you allow yourself these on a permanent basis as well? What did you do and how did it feel?
0: Yeah, I think I, and you mentioned this last week too, wanting to incorporate it into each week. I definitely do as well. For my artist this date this week, I allowed myself time to explore what it is I want to do. And I was really looking into something and it's not sponsored, although, if they want to sponsor (laughs) us. One day. It's called Sculpt and it's a like ceramics, clay molding company where you can create vases and kind of different sculptures, which I think is really cool. And so I was looking into different things like that and activities that I wanna pursue and allowing myself to dive into that, which was really nice because it got me excited for that time with myself and being able to do different things and realize that the internalization of I can be a beginner and also the importance of allowing myself that creativity in different ways. So it felt really nice to take a preparative step of moving forward from this program what do i want to do what things have i wanted to try and i haven't given myself time for so i did a lot of brainstorming and doodling and stuff like that of just creating an action plan which is really fun so not a traditional artist date but all things together of brainstorming and creating my new space and that's where i'm at
1: I love that. I think that's cool to to see that and to hear that because it shows how dedicated you are to wanting to continue to do the artist date and finding different things to do instead of it just being the same thing over and over again, which I think that attributes to more creativity within yourself. So I think that's really cool. What about you? Mine wasn't a traditional artist date. I ended up going to Las Vegas Aces game during the week with a couple friends, though the artist date is more about what you want to do creatively to with yourself and by yourself. It did allow me to tackle a couple of issues that I've been dealing with over the years of anxiety and things like that. It was definitely beneficial for me and allowed me to to realize a little bit more that if I just allow myself to have the confidence to put myself out there in those types of environments, that I'll be safe. I'll be okay. That allows me to have the confidence to try new things. So I think that in itself will allow me to be more creative.
0: I love that. Yeah. And I know you have been talking about that for a few seasons of that struggle for you. And so I think it's fitting to, to the last week, push yourself to do that and prove to yourself you can. Absolutely. Um, So the third question, did you experience any synchronicity this week? And what was it?
1: We'll figure it out. this week I didn't feel like I had any but you know how it is it would be fitting in this last week to realize midway through the episode oh yeah I did have one of those
0: this week I actually experienced quite a bit of synchronicity oh nice I I was in a training for my job and just throughout it what we were learning was very overlapping to the artist's way but more so like the principles that we learn in the way of being and so it just felt like all things coming to overlay each other in a way where it all comes into one circle. That makes sense in my brain. I'm sorry if it doesn't make sense (laughs) to anyone else. But I just felt good, like finally putting all the pieces together and accepting that I'm on the path that I want to be. And so it was nice to have little moments all throughout the week where I was like, oh wow, like it's all coming together for me now. And using that as leverage to continue on.
1: That's great. And that also makes you excited going forward past the artist date or not just the artist date, but the artist way in general of what it is it that you're going to experience. What are things that are going to be more in line with what it is that you want out of your life and the passions that you want to achieve and go after? So I think that's really cool. Yeah,
0: and the last question here.
1: Yes. The final question. Hour. Were there any issues this week that you considered significant for your recovery? And describe them.
0: Yeah, I think this week, I think about this question a little differently, not coming back to anything next week. And for me, I think the hardest thing that I am overcoming and will have to in the future as well is just the idea of, and I feel like I've talked about this in the past too, of instability in your life and how that makes it difficult to create something new. And how when you're worried about, or not necessarily worried, but You don't have a routine or things are out of whack and as i've been mentioning throughout the series i've been moving and unpacking everything and getting everything its place and buying new furniture and adjusting it makes it really difficult to build something on a foundation that isn't there and i think that moving forward that is looking back as well, a lot of times where the problem lies for me is I don't have something solid to build on where it makes it more difficult to pursue those things. And so in acknowledging that though, and being aware of that, I can better say, okay, what do I need to do to establish that foundation and get me to a good place, which at least I am able to be aware of that now. But I think that's going to be the problem that is going to happen. Currently,
1: And having that awareness is so key too. your growth and your development as the years go on and i think that it's important that you are acknowledging that quote-unquote problem that eventually you will understand what needs to be done in order for that not to be a problem anymore so i think that's really good but you, yeah. with this being the last week and closing this chapter literally and figuratively it's well. the question of what's next And I think that was one of the issues that was coming up, especially during the morning pages and coming to the end of this week and wanting to record for today is just that idea of where do we go from here? What is it that we do next? I have an idea. I have a few ideas and things that I've fleshed out over the past 12 weeks, which definitely was helpful. And I think that Julia puts that as an emphasis of making you realize like, you keep doing these morning pages the things are going to start to come out for the for what it is that you want to do so it definitely has happened that way it's just what is next for me what is next for you how do we keep this going and really the fear and there are a couple tasks in here that ask you to write down the fears that you have after this and one of them for me was can i keep this going can i rely on myself to do the work that's necessary in order for me to achieve what it is that I want. And I think that is really the blaring problem right now, because I don't know. And I don't think that we're supposed to know. All we're supposed to do is just continue to go through what makes us happy, what makes us creative and having God or the creator show us the way from there.
0: Yeah. And I'm happy that you mentioned that because that accountability is something that I talk about in the activities this week of that's really how I got to the end here is because we had that accountability. And my fears also revolves around like, how do I know I won't fall back into old patterns or without the accountability, continue to do the things I want to do. So it's definitely something that will be one step at a time, see where it comes up. But that kind of comes into week 12 with the first chapter being on trusting, which was a theme all throughout this week. She has with it being about recovering a sense of faith, I think starting with trust just seems right. It seems right. right.
1: Yeah, the idea of trusting yourself, trusting the process, trusting God, really comes into play in this chapter, which I really appreciate. It's a short one, but it's a powerful one. She says, creativity requires faith. Faith requires that we relinquish control. This is frightening and we resist it. Our resistance to our creativity is a form of self-destruction. We throw up roadblocks on our own way, On our own path why do we do this in order to maintain an illusion of control and what i have highlighted here is depression like anger and anxiety is resistance and it creates dis-ease this manifests itself as sluggishness confusion quote i don't know Mm -hmm. And it's really true and the fact that if you don't trust what you're doing if you don't trust the process if you don't trust what we've learned here in the artist's way it's really hard for you to to believe not only in yourself, but what it is that you want to create. She also says, each of us has an inner dream that we can unfold if we just have the courage to admit what it is. And that was huge for me to read. I think a lot of the times we don't want to put this out into the universe because we don't know, one, what it's going to give us, or two, is it silly? Three, is it going to be something that I can be successful at, those kind of ideas. And, yeah. and really that I think self-doubt like, is huge.
0: If I say it and it doesn't happen. Right.
1: Yeah. Putting it out there and it not becoming a reality is definitely a fear. But if you just trust yourself, if you just keep doing what you're doing and really feeding that artist soul, I think that brings more positivity than anything else.
0: Yeah. I loved this chapter. And the first quote actually was something that really stuck out to me. She says, adventures don't begin until you get into the forest. That first step is an act of faith by Mickey Hart. And I think that just the idea that what we're doing is an act of faith in ourselves and the universe. And that I feel like this whole time, it's been me trying to let go of the idea that I have to like, have complete certainty that that this being the last chapter really puts me in a place that you're not going to know and that act of faith is is promising and something that you're going to go through and to know that's the experience and it's not just my experience set me up in a really nice place but following that I had starred her sentence saying the truth is we do know and we know that we know and i think that has become really apparent to me over these last few weeks and this week especially of spending all this time trying to pretend like i'm not sure or i'm not i don't know when i do i'm just repressing that and i am fearful of the not obtaining it but i've come to learn that by not pursuing it i'm not going to obtain it either so might as well make the effort to do it i also like at the end here she says there is a path for each of us. When we are on our right path, we have a sure-footedness. We know the next right action, although not necessarily what it is just around the bend. By trusting, we learn to trust. And this has been a big synchronicity for me as well because I've been talking about trust in therapy a lot and my problems around it. And the idea that to learn to trust is to by, is by doing it. and. Right. And I think that is also, too, in relation to any of the activities that we're interested in, we have to learn. (laughs) (laughs) And by learning, like to learn, we have to do the art. And I think that we try to ignore the fact that we have to do it to learn it and we expect to just know or learn it without being able to do it. And so I think that it's really put me on a new position to be like, okay, as I move forward, I am unsure of what's going to happen, but I'm trusting in the faith of that is will find its way.
1: Yeah, for me, it's relinquishing that sense of control, but yet you're in control when you decide to trust yourself and what it is that, you're, that you want to do. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times for me, it's protecting myself from the unknown, protecting myself from failure or being judged or whatever it may be that doesn't allow me to have that confidence with myself to try something. But the reality of it is you won't know until you do it. So just trust in the idea that you're doing it for the right reasons because you want to do it, not because of what anybody else is going to think.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing because it's, we've been talking about how the way that she ordered the weeks and the things that she's talked about each week and ending in this way, I think I'm so much more receptive to it. What you're saying about that weird relationship where by relinquishing control, you gain it. And for me, That's been, someone with anxiety, really difficult (laughs) (laughs) to be like, okay, I'm going to give up control when that's all my anxiety wants, to be like aware and prepared for the situation. But I think that kind of what you're saying is inspiring to me to think of what is to come and the excitement of not knowing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's really changed in my perspective of that there is going to be always things that I don't know is coming, but in through this learning that those doors that open are not something you can prepare for. And that's really exciting because that means that there's so much opportunity out there that is yet to come and that's fueling that energy for me.
1: Yeah. It's It's interesting too that you point that out because I feel like me and you are relatively the same when it comes to control and and wanting to make sure that you know everything that's happening and want to have whatever that vision is become fruition by your own hand right but there are going to just be these times where you just don't know and you won't have all the answers that you have to be okay with just trusting your gut and just realizing that hey whatever ends up happening it ends up happening but at least we give it a shot
0: yeah yeah and interestingly enough the next chapter is mystery and so she says creativity like human life itself begins in darkness which stopping there is really interesting to think about (laughs) i'm like oh okay we're starting there cool yeah she says we need to acknowledge this all too often we think only in terms of light quote and then the light bulb went on and i got it it is true that insights may come to us as flashes it is true that some of these flashes may be blinding it is, however, also true that such bright ideas are preceded by a gestation period that is interior, murky, and completely necessary. Reading that was really a sit back and reflect period for me. And I think you can read a lot of times that people that make these like huge inspirational art pieces and poetry and how a lot of times they come from really dark places. Right. And... I like that she mentions this too because I think a lot of the times when I think of inspiration I think of that light bulb I think of light and to think of it this way also allows you to find energy in the periods when it doesn't feel like that which is a really interesting way to start the chapter and similar to what we've been saying she says the creative process is a process of surrender not control and again that idea for me is really interesting but Mm -hmm. I think the way she talks about it here is what really stuck out for me she says we speak often about ideas as brain children what we do not realize is that brain children like all babies should not be dragged from the creative room prematurely and she talks about how we need to let that idea hatch and give it the time it needs and I find that comforting as well and I'm hoping I don't use that though as an excuse <laughs> to put things off like sure, oh it just sure. needs to it needs another nine months so it just yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet.
0: <laughs> but I think there's a comfort in knowing it's something you want to do, but it's not the right time. <laughs> but what is it the right time for right now and having that conversation?
1: Yeah. Just the idea of not being hasteful with what the ideas are that are coming out of there. I think that for me over time, I've been very quick to, the big one is oversharing really quick to share an idea that hasn't really come to fruition yet. It hasn't really developed over time. It's just an idea. And I think telling it to too many people ends up hurting myself over time because then I start to regress a little bit and saying that, oh, I don't know if this idea is really that good. But if I just allowed that idea or thought to process over time within myself, who knows what that would become. Yeah. She ends up saying that mystery is at the heart of creativity, which was really big for me of realizing that you're not supposed to know everything. And when these, <laughs> <What> an <laughs> idea. yeah, and allowing that time to allow an idea to, to develop is really important and it allows you to really brainstorm what it is that, what that idea is going to become or wants what you want it to become. And keeping that close to the heart, I think is really important. That is what is going to allow it to grow.
0: Yeah yeah it's amazing and a different way again to think about it, which I think this final week she's really setting us up with things to think about. <laughs> if right. you will. But I think the mystery can be exciting and allowing ourselves to remember that is is a really big thing.
1: Yeah, and at the end of the chapter, she says, the truth is that this is how to raise the best ideas. Let them grow in dark and mystery. Let them form on the roof of consciousness. Let them hit the page in droplets trusting this slow and seemingly random drip we will be startled one day by the flash of oh that's it i love that
0: i love that too it's a it's again an excitement where i don't know what your experience has been but i've had times where i have random splurts of ideas and i write them down here and there but i haven't really collected them in one place and so they leave and sometimes they return but I think to work on something gradually that way and not force things, that's what makes things work up to the place that it does.
1: Yeah, like the way that you said that too, just don't force it, just mm-hmm. let it happen as it is. And I did end up having an experience like that probably a week or two ago mm-hmm. and allowing it an idea to just fester over time. And The Morning Pages has helped with that, that now it's become an idea of something that's really niche that is something that I think that can be possible. And that wouldn't have been able to happen if I didn't just allow that to just develop over time. Right? Oh, there it is. (laughs) There it is folks. We did it.
0: Yeah. It's great. And the lead in here, I think is amazing. She goes into the chapter, the imagination at play. If you want to talk about that.
1: Yeah. She says, when we think about creativity, it is all too easy to think art with a capital A. For our purposes, capital A, Art, is a scarlet letter branding us as doomed. In order to nurture our creativity, we require a sense of festivity, even humor. She says, Art, that's somebody my sister used to date. This chapter actually brought things home for me a mm-hmm. little bit in the sense that you're giving your artist child a space to play, yeah. allowing you to she mentions about hobbies and we're going back to what that felt like when hobbies come up really interested in what it is you are trying to learn more about it it consumes you a little bit because you're so into what it is that you need to be able to do that for the rest of your life and understanding that the hobby that you're doing is a part of that play and When a hobby becomes a job or or something that you have to do and not what you want to do, that's when it becomes damaging.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this chapter, similar to you, like I was like, oh, I get it. (laughs) And so it's interesting. She says in that second section, it is often difficult for us to cultivate forms of creativity that do not directly serve us in our career goals. I think that's what's been difficult for me is... The idea that we can do other things besides work. Right, yeah, (laughs) weird. Yeah, and to have those kind of hobbies, which I've really looked up to you for pursuing golf and all of the ways that you've become really involved in that. It's something that seems so simple because as kids you're involved in so many different things and there's an excitement there to different parts of your life and I know that's something I want to restore as well. And reading this chapter and hearing or I guess visualizing the different hobbies and how we let go of what we think should be and instead just accept what is seems very freeing. And she talks about that, how we're freed from our ego's demands and that we dig ourselves out of denial and all the things. The one thing I had started here is we want to do something, but we think it needs to be the right something by which we mean something important. Right. And that for me was interesting because it's in my life that where it's a little bit different because I'm not on social media. I still though have the remnants of I have to only do things that reflect an importance to other people and the idea that I'm not even there's no way people even know unless you're someone who talks to me all the time if you're someone that I don't talk to anymore that once knew me, you have no idea what I'm doing. And so what am I holding on to the idea that needs to be something important when really it's just me experiencing each day. Nobody has to even know about if I want to go rock climbing or wherever, it's just going to be me experiencing that. And this really allowed me to see that. I don't have to hold on to the idea of, okay, it has to be the right something or even external to that. Oh, I don't know what I want to pursue. What if I, choose to do something and I don't like it, then you learn you don't like it. (laughs) It doesn't need to be this whole difficult thing of where we're guessing what's right for us when nothing is final. Like just because I say I want to start something and then I find out I don't like it doesn't mean I got to do it for the rest of my life. And so this chapter for me really put me in a place and I highlighted the last line that you're either losing your mind or gaining your soul life is meant to be an artist state. That's why we were created. I literally highlighted it and said, wow, that she should have just put that as each chapter. I put that the
1: first <laughs> sentence of every single chapter. Every
0: time. chapter, every week, because what, the idea of losing your mind or gaining your soul is something so profound that I'm like, it it makes me be like, why would I not be motivated? you're looking at the two decisions here. It's not a hard one. No. (laughs) But for some reason, it's so easy to go the other way of saying, yeah, I'm gonna lose my mind.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And you said it beautifully. I think that is the most important part of this particular chapter is realizing that you do not have to fully commit to something that you will realize you don't like. That over time, if you understand that, hey, this isn't for me, no one said that you had to keep doing it, nobody. (laughs) So you can change it, you can do something else, but the fact that you gave yourself a chance to try something is what's important because you just continue to grow. You start to gain more parts of your soul because you realize that, hey, this isn't for me, but maybe through this thing that I didn't like, I realize what I do actually like. Going back to that previous sentence of what we do something, but we think it needs to be the right something by which we mean something important. I think a lot of it, for me at least, revolves around money, is that Mm -hmm. I have to decide the thing that I'm going to do is going to be fruitful in the sense of it's going to make me money, which is a terrible idea of thinking of that because then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And reading that made me realize that I need to stop having that in my head of the first goal of whatever passion I want to get after. Because as we've learned throughout all these weeks, it's, we don't know what's going to happen, but you won't know until you try. And once you try and adapt yourself to whatever that passion is, realize that the creator is going to show you the right doors along the way. That's all you can do.
0: Yeah, I'm so happy you mentioned that because I fall into the same pattern of, how do I make money off of this? And that's what stops me from trying. And it's 100 I make money from my job. Why am I why do I have to make money <laughs> <laughs> yeah. from the things I'm interested in? Like it doesn't have to be that way and I think that's culturally just what brought us there. But I'm happy that you feel that way too and have that realization and that you can point that out because I share that same sentiment where I'm like, okay, if I do this, I have to do this to be successful and here's how I can get money off of it and monetize it. And it's like, why it's, it changes the way that you pursue it and makes it less about it being fun and something you're interested in and makes it a job. Right. And so it's really interesting that us reading that we both come to that conclusion in a way that's applicable to both of us.
1: Yeah. And speaking of that, leading into the next chapter, talking about those instances is escape velocity and the idea of the test.
0: Yeah. And this chapter is really interesting. She uses a lot of explanation here basically she says that when you are interested in something if i can try to sum this up you are tested with a kind of a trying to like not use the explanation that she's Mm -hmm. using but maybe it's easier to maybe it's easier to so she says that there's a theory born of long and entangled romantic experience and she says that in a nutshell when you're going to leave them they know and that this same kind of idea applies to creative recovery. And this idea is called Escape Velocity. Can I do this <laughs> chapter? Escape Velocity. She says that there's this time for blast off, like a NASA space launch, and you're heading for it when wham, you draw to you the test. And the test is when you're all set up to do the thing you want to do. Everything looks great. Everything is exactly the way it needs to be. And then something comes in at the right time to mess it all up or to test you to quit what you're going to do. And the trick is to evade that test, basically, is what she talks about this whole chapter. And it's interesting. She talks about how there's different ways you can do this and how, like you were saying, we tell people things too soon or share ideas too soon. And she says we need to... Not do that. And we need to keep our <laughs> mouth shut. And she says the first rule basically is self-containment and hold our intentions true to ourselves and keep our own counsel and be silent. And it's interesting. I've actually heard this concept before a few years ago. I was listening to a podcast, and it was the creator, the founder of Spanx, which is oh okay, basically, like the person that invented the undergarment that a lot of women wear with professional clothes where it's like skin color tights under skirts and things like that things that keep it kind of form-fitting something that is very much a staple in the closet these days and she said that when she first invented sphinx she drew out the ideas and she did not tell anyone for months like she she pursued that on her own she didn't tell anyone and she knew that the minute she started telling people there would be doubts and people right. say why would you need that and she said that she knew that until it was at a really good place she knew she couldn't share because she couldn't let that doubt infiltrate her and at the moment she shared and people started pushing her and saying oh but are you sure what about this what if this happens if she wasn't at a really confident place and very far along that would get to her and she would have to pull out and so the she talked about how she didn't tell anyone until she was so far along and confident that when she heard those things, it didn't matter to her. And that idea to me was really interesting because I'm also someone that's I want to share what (laughs) what ideas I have (laughs) to do something on your own. It seems like it's not going to be too difficult. You just don't tell anyone. But I think to hold that as a secret to yourself requires a lot of discipline. And so it's interesting to see that here and Talk about how you need those boundaries to ensure that you can do what you need to do without other people's pressure. And I think this artist way program has helped with that and understanding yes. that there's people are not going to get it and finding that comfort in yourself that you're like, you don't get it. And that's okay because I get it right. <laughs> you know? yeah. in a way. That's what I took from the chapter.
1: Yeah. One, that was A really interesting story because I, one, didn't know that, but two, you can see the power of keeping it to you, keeping those ideas to yourself and not allowing other people or what Julia says are wet blankets to infiltrate your mind and make you think otherwise. I think that, like you said, is something that we've been learning throughout this entire program of realizing that you need to be comfortable with the idea that you are the only one who's going to understand what it is that you want to do and to be confident within yourself for when these, op- or when these times come up, these people show up that want to deter you or want you to change your mind or make you realize that your idea is dumb or it's not something that is achievable or whatnot, that you are strong enough to say, okay, that's your opinion, but I believe in what it is that I'm doing," she says. Our artist is a child, an inner youngster, and when he or she is scared, mommy is what's called for. Unfortunately, many of us have wet blanket mommies and a whole army of wet blanket surrogate mommies. Those <laughs> friends have those friends who have our second, third, or fourth thoughts for us, which I think is really important to outline, is they've already made up their minds for what it is that you should be doing. When this shouldn't be that way, the trick is not to let them be that way and how do you do it like you said zip your lip button up keep a lid on it don't give away the gold and that's something that i had to learn and again she mentioned something where i'm like all right i get it julia thanks for putting it out there mm-hmm. that i do that way too often i'm oversharer. i want people to know what it is that i'm doing and i think over time it has been an issue of mine where i don't do anything because i've said too much of what it is that i want to do had too many opinions change my mind and eventually get to a point where it's like, it's not that important and never do it mm-hmm. which i need to stop doing that and realizing through the artist way that i can stop doing that i just have to put in the work and be confident in myself to do
0: yeah it's amazing and that's the last chapter that's it that's where she <laughs> leaves us she says trust yourself have faith and shut up
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs>
0: <laughs> she says god bless
1: good luck <laughs> <laughs>
0: truthfully but i think all in all this last chapter and week she does this that and lets you get all the tools and think about that and say okay now it's up to you and don't lend in i was gonna say that wrong don't share those ideas and put yourself up to that risk of doubt too mm-hmm. soon and it's interesting going into the task this week i think there's a lot of good ones and setting us up here. The first task she has is write down any resistance, angers, and fears you have about going on from here. We all have them. And I know you did that, right? And I, I did. did that one as well. And it was interesting. My, What I came up with was that fear of accountability and falling into old patterns. But I also put I fear I haven't come far enough to actually be actionable. And oh. that, like, I have th- that change in mentality, but what if I still don't do it that Mm -hmm. kind of fear out of it there but what i like is that she talks about how we all have these and i think what she's prepared us for really is that we need to acknowledge these and continue on anyway
1: yeah yeah 100 i along with what you had said i feel we're in the same boat with this one i said a fear that i have is abandonment of everything i've learned from this book i have acknowledged over the years that there is a tendency of wanting to start something trying to do it for a couple weeks and then it just falls off we've done this for 12 weeks it's a lot longer than what i've ever tried to do that i would hope throughout all of this that this continues on just because it's become so natural throughout my day throughout my week that i want to use everything that i've learned into whatever it is that i want to focus all that effort into another thing that i said is that i won't be the artist i believe i can be i think a lot of what we've learned throughout these weeks tries to put that confidence within yourself that self-resiliency if you want so to speak and realizing that there there there's going to be trials there are going to be wet blankets across along with this journey that regardless of what the roadblocks are going to be that you can overcome them if you just stay focused and focus has been a thing that is an issue for me and I'm hoping that throughout all of this I understand that I can do it I can be focused I can be confident within myself to to do this that that would be more of an inspiration of realizing that yes we can keep this going
0: yeah and I can't find it right now but there's a quote about when we lose the idea of becoming what we think we are. We uh, allow ourselves to become who we need to be or something like that. To that effect of having those thoughts of what if I don't become what I think is possible for me or complete what I think about. And I think for me, I'm trying to lose the idea that I need to become that and instead enjoy the journey of allowing myself to find out who I become and instead focus on the things that I need to do now and want to do without placing so much thought into it. And I even wrote in my morning pages that, or maybe it was number eight, which we'll get into in a second. I wrote about how the idea of creating things that I wanna create, even if I'm not sharing it with anyone. And maybe that's what I need to do to start is not share it with anyone and instead do those things for me and allow myself to do that. And see what war it brings me when I know that nobody's going to see it except for myself. And it's interesting to take into consideration all of the fears. And I think both of ours are very valid in things that are going to come. But I think for me, at least, and I'm interested if you feel the same, that when I look at these, I do also think about Julia saying that we have to push on anyway and to not let those stop us and that there's power to us for acknowledging them instead of acting like we don't have any fears because that's when they take hold. And so for you, when you think about moving forward, do you also have that kind of part of you where you're like, I do acknowledge that's there, but I'm going to try anyway.
1: Yeah, I do. And I'm so happy that you brought that up because she does a great job of teaching us how to name the things that we fear. And giving those things actual names, giving them a space for us to reflect about, instead of just pushing it away, even though at some point we're going to have to face them. Mm -hmm. And I do now feel more confident in myself that I can acknowledge that, I can name it, I can deal with it, but also be able to move past it. Whereas before, in week one or week two, I had no idea if I was going to be able to do that. And I believe that it really has been these kind of stepping stones every single week to to build all of that for us to become stronger, to yep. be better at what it is that we want to be an artist for. But more importantly, how do we do that as human beings? and Dealing with what we have to deal with ourselves and it's so fitting the fact that we ended up doing this because That is what the conversation is all about self-love self-love self-exploration all of that is is Really understanding who you are in order to become the better version of yourself and being able to Do the things in your life that you want to do
0: And I'm glad you talk about getting those tools to understand I think not only the fears that we have and the obstacles, but also what we want to do. She had us do so many activities about wish lists and considering what we want our life to look like that I feel more confident at any point being like, okay, I need to check in. Where are my interests right now? Where are my blocks happening right now? And it's really cool to at least leave with those sorts of tools.
1: Yeah, and I think the fitting way to end this episode, the season, the artist way. At the end of this particular chapter, she gives us a creative contract or creativity contract. Did you fill it out?
0: Yeah, and we won't obviously go over the contract. But I wanted to talk about a part of it that both of us obviously with completing the contract have to do is she talks about how we're committing to 90 more days. Obviously, we don't have like the check ins, we don't have the tasks that are set for us. But 90 more days of trying to do the morning pages of artist dates and seeing where we're taking us, and that's three months. And the hope is that JR and I, in three months, will come back to do a epilogue episode to talk about where we ended up after three months. Yes. Uh, I'm throwing this at JR right now.
1: (laughs) I figured that was going to come up, and I definitely highlighted the 90 days in the contract, and I was like... Okay. It's fitting though, because now, like you said, leaving the nest, Julia is setting us off into the world to do this on our own. And I think that there is going to be something powerful in realizing that, no, we don't have every Sunday to come back and talk about what it is that we're going through. Now it's up to us to do it. So I'm really excited about this. This is something that I definitely do want to continue to do. And I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about in three months.
0: Me too. And one of the tasks that I want to mention, task eight, she says, honestly, what would you most like to create? What oddball paths would you dare to try? And what appearances are you willing to shed to pursue your dream? And that task was probably my favorite this week of just sitting there and thinking about, okay, like now, what do I want to do? And I'm excited for that in three months (laughs) yeah, and hoping that we don't say, oh, we have three months. So in two months and three weeks, I'll start. And then we'll talk about what I did that week before we record that episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah. How many morning pages did you do? Um, I did three in those three
0: months. (laughs) Yeah. The hope is that we're able to come back and say, look at all the things I was able to do and how it changed my perspective on things. And I think in a way of knowing that there's gonna be that accountability in three months to come, but also that kind of independence where it won't be every week checking in of how can we hold that motivation for ourselves moving forward and which is really interesting. I'm excited for it.
1: I'm excited too. And I think that's probably the best place to end not only the artist date all 12 weeks, but also the end of the season and It's crazy to think we just did all of that. And for everyone who's listening as well, we appreciate you following along with us, wanting to do it. I've talked to multiple people about it and they feel inspired to go through the program as well. And I hope that what we all have learned together transcends more of what we want to do in the future. So I think as a wrap up of what I've experienced throughout this entire time is really just, me becoming a better person and me becoming a better artist and realizing that I can be the artist that I want to be.
0: And I share that sentiment. I think this has been such a changing program for me. And if you only listened and didn't go through it, I definitely recommend taking that step and using these episodes as an accountability partner if you need it and that I've heard mixed reviews on it and I think when people don't get a lot out of it, it's because they're doing it on their own and it's hard to push through those weeks when it's you're not in that kind of mindset, but I can't recommend enough the change that I've seen in myself in the way that almost like a renewed light in life of there's so much possibility out there and reestablishing that trust in myself. And so with that, as JR mentioned, we want to hear from you. Leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter at the LY Foundation or facebook.com slash the Foundation. Let us know about what you think about week 12, what you think about the program, any thoughts about what you've done, if you've done the program, your favorites, your least favorites, all the ideas. We want to hear them.
1: Also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show.
0: Thank you for listening to the conversation. And until next time, love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home.